He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. This is Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and it's a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. For every old episode, go to awkwardwithevan.com to support this podcast, patreon.com slash funnyevan. And for all uh, social media, at awkwardwithevan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can find this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce my Facebook friend for this episode. He is running for district clerk in Texas. Near Houston. Not sure what a district clerk does, but he tells us. His name is Chris Daniel. He used to be district clerk. Then he wasn't, but he wants to go back. So we're going to see if that happens. We're going to see how the process works in Texas. Uh, The alliances he is forming to try to become his uh, district clerkness again. And, uh, you know, some catch up and uh, some shout outs to Reckless Tortuga at the end. So, can't beat that. This is Chris Daniel. Uh, let's go. Okay, it's socially awkward again. Nothing wax out. More Facebook friends. Let me turn off that fan. And uh, first, another first ever conversation with someone who I I think I've come I've crossed paths with one time, but he, <laughs> he's he's back and he and he wants to come back. And be your next district clerk in Texas. So, Houston, so Chris, Texas. Okay, Chris Daniel. So, so where is Harris County exactly? Harris County is uh, southeast Houston, uh, basically southeast Texas. It's a large piece of real estate. If it was its own state, uh, the population inside would be greater than 26 states. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's all like it's Houston and like to the east. It's all of Houston, uh, Katy and uh, Bel Air, if you know what that is, uh, Cyprus and Baytown in Deer Park and Pasadena. We have a Pasadena, Texas for you okay. Californians. <laughs> I was in touch with the school. It was uh, near Galveston. Is it you guys include Galveston or is that something else? Galveston's its own county and its own city. But it oh, is. Wow. That's where the ocean is. That's just southeast of of Harris County in Houston. Okay, because I think I remember. I think you were visiting Allison, your sister, one time, like years and years ago. I think you even gave me your business card. Were you like, <laughs> were you running for something back then? This was like two thousand seven or eight or something like that. I was on a totally different elected position. I was elected to a college board as the board of trustees for what's now called Lone Star College System, and Lone okay. Star College System had like nineteen campuses and smaller campuses. It's the largest community college system now in Texas. And at that time, I was one of the youngest uh, trustees, board of trustees in the United States. Well, what would a trustee have to do? Like just keep in mind like the policies of this campuses or? So it's elected because taxpayer dollars, property taxes in Texas fund the school system. And so we would vote on how those property tax dollars were allocated to pay for professors, to build new campuses, to reduce tuition, to put in new technology for students and more. Yeah. 
How are property taxes in Texas compared to other states? <laughs> we're higher than a lot of states. I think we're still lower than California, okay. uh, but we are not considered a retirement state for that reason. Most people go to a no property tax state or a very low property tax state because of oh, the, nope. where, but we where have are no those? Tax. <laughs> like Florida, I believe. Okay. Uh, any other no? I'm, now I'm interested. Where, where are the other no property? Because I, I I used to own. Now I rent, and I and I like it. <laughs> right, right, like, right. Because the property taxes just seemed like, oh, really? I mean, I know you're giving me the lower of two possible rates here, but nah, it's just, it's it's a it's a thorn in the road. It it definitely hurts the idea of owning property, and it definitely yeah. hurts retirement because uh, appraisals keep going up, and that appraisal creep is what really does people in with their property taxes. Fortunately, in Texas, there's something called a homestead, and so okay. your uh, your home can you, that you live in, not that you rent out for rental income, right. uh, is capped at a certain point, and then many communities. Uh, not Harris County, but many communities actually uh, do away with property tax penalties after you retire. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, oh, oh the, the penalties, they said, but not the actual tax itself. Well, the tax goes away, so to speak. Oh, good. Okay. This I is call good. it a penalty because it's like, well, you're hurting me for owning something. I've oh, worked that, hard that, to own something. Now you're oh, penalizing me. I'm yeah. an anti-tax guy. Oh, there you go. So, so now, so now we're running for district clerk. So you were district clerk in the past. I was. I had the job from January first, two thousand eleven, to Janu- uh, January first, two thousand nineteen. And I uh, ran that office successfully for two terms. Uh, we basically put on my engineering hat and pushed a lot of technology into the courthouse to streamline it, make it faster, easier, better for the lawyers and the public to uh, have access to information, to function in the courthouse, and to just get the business of the courts done. It was streamlining the communication of the courthouse, if you will. And so you're like the board of trustees of the courthouse? <laughs> well, the board of trustees was a nine-member board. In this case, okay. I'm more of like the CEO oh, wow. or the COO or or the anyway. The the point is is that yeah. we ran a very successful office, and the only reason why I'm not district clerk right now is Texas had something called straight ticket voting, and there was a guy running for uh, Senate at the time named mm-hmm. Beto O'Rourke or oh Frank yeah Robert O'Rourke uh, from El Paso. And he was very, very popular with brand new voters. It's mm-hmm. the voters that knew better. The educated Democrats would vote for this Republican because they knew I was doing a great job, that we'd put so much into making this a Cadillac of an office, one of the best renaissances this office had ever had. And I'm tooting my own horn. I realize that. Just yeah. go read the articles for yourself. Your episode. Uh, but at the same time, what happened was with straight ticket voting, you had 200,000 brand new voters who were excited for Beto, who'd never voted for dog catcher, who said, okay, I'm going to vote for Beto by pushing one button and I'm going to vote straight Democrat. And they flushed every Republican that was left in office in Harris County. And many of them were some of the best judges we've ever had, uh, best wow. administrators we've ever had. And all this lifetime of knowledge just went out the door. Uh, and it's, suffered ever since. You could say that the reason why crime is up nationally is because of COVID. But I right. would also argue that the reason why crime is up in lo- local areas is by bad administration by those in power, and they just so happen to be the Democrats. 
Okay. So, so they, what have you seen in the last four years? <clears throat> like what is the district clerk done now that has kind of like rolled back what you were doing? Well, it's kind of like friend. an overt of omission, really. Uh, what's been happening is by not doing the job, you have the, the, the communication lines of the courthouse basically grinding to a halt. And so by not doing the job, when clerks don't answer the phone or when they don't properly file something or when they mislabel what they filed or when they let a defendant out on a technical error, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> This kind of nonsense, which is not isolated, but a, a severe pattern that you can statistically measure out, uh, contributes greatly to the injustices in the system and to the rise in crime. Now, you could also point to the policies of the judges or lack thereof. You could also po point to uh, prosecutors being overworked or not having enough resources or law enforcement not having enough resources. But the overlooked item is the clerk's office and when it doesn't function it's a really really bad thing and do judges like give a party i thought judges don't have a party affiliation at least i don't see them in california but do you guys have we do uh every state is different and historically the reason why we vote for everything including dog catcher in texas is because of what happened during reconstruction and a lot of positions were appointed prior to reconstruction and uh, some of the carpetbaggers that came into Texas to take advantage of Reconstruction uh, started filling the appointees with both good folks and folks that should never been pointed to anything. And mm -hmm. so following the Andrew Jacksonian principle of democracy, they went back to uh, what they started with in Texas, which is we vote for everything. And unfortunately, that means everything is voted on party lines, mm -hmm. which stinks because you are then at the whims of the primary system. Yeah. Or I know we're going into the weeds here, but it, it, this is important even for folks in California, in Florida, in New York. When yeah. we have extremes on the primaries, yeah. crazies on both sides, that's who ends up being the candidates to vote for in the general election. Mm -hmm. So when you have a jumbo primary, sometimes you can get rid of that. When you have ranked uh, voting, you can sometimes get rid of that. They all have their pros and cons. Yeah. The one of the cons of the primary system is you end up with crazies on Republican or Democrat side, and we've had crazies sneak through that primary system in Texas. Okay, a few things I want to make sure I, I don't. My American history is a little shoddy. It's been a while. Sure. What was Reconstruction and and dog catcher? I assume it's not a literal dog catcher. No, literal dog catcher. Uh, in this case, it would oh, okay. be the uh, hide and tan collector. And what that had to do with in Texas is recording the brands on cattle. Oh, and, okay. Uh, so there's at this actually elected position for that. Um, and so Reconstruction had to do with the period post-Civil War. And for the southern states that lost, uh, they were under the uh, jurisdiction of the federal government. When the gov government came in, they basically appointed the governor, appointed the lieutenant governor, right. uh, fired everybody, and then wow. appointed a bunch of positions. And that worked as a stopgap until it was being taken advantage of by less than nice people uh, from the north. And so then you had this confusion and then this antagonism that was being created by both the north and the racist southerners that were trying to uh, take advantage of the confusion and get back in power. And so with both hands being unclean, you had a very nasty system and Texas decided to solve that by having a new constitution after yeah. 1875 that basically said 
That's it. We're going to vote for everything. <laughs> All right. We're going to get back to Chris Daniel. But first, remember, the only way to support this podcast is by going to patreon.com slash funny Evan. Uh, there you can, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, support this podcast so I can do more, interview more, expand more. Actually, there is another way you can support the podcast is if you go to uh, my uh t-shirt website uh in the show notes you'll see that uh there is some socially awkward wear um which i tried to rebrand as something else but uh i think i'm going to give it back to socially awkward and uh you can get some awkward is real stuff there i believe there's uh no shipping by just uh using the promo code awkward or there's a discount of some for a few uh awkward shirts so uh without further ado though, let's get back to my talk with chris daniel uh i mean i've seen you know obviously you said like democrats blew off everything i mean it was it was unique because like last year in where i'm from long island there was like which is you know long island can be pretty blue but yeah. they like we, we they they blew out the blue side and right. then all red came in so i just you know it can kind of go back and forth either way but i guess as you're trying to get back in is is this like is district clerk something you i guess don't mind doing as like for your next extended period of time like did you enjoy the job that much that you wanted I, to come back to it yeah it's a great question i actually had no plans for running for this job because <laughs> i had uh ended cycle on it and said okay we're gonna move on to the next thing uh but the lawyers kept begging me. I was getting phone calls every <laughs> single day. Please come back. It's horrible. It's awful. I can't get this done. They're not answering the phones. I can't get this filing through. The judge can't even see what I'm filing because the clerk mishandled it. it please come back. And yeah. so after six months of that, I said, okay, we'll start putting the plans in motion uh, to see if we can take back this office. And we've been carefully been putting all the pieces on the table for the last four years. And Fortunately or unfortunately, uh, fortunately for me, unfortunately for the public, uh, the incumbents are her own worst enemy. Her yeah. stats are in the toilet and her ability to communicate to the core constituencies, which is the judges and the lawyers and the public showing up at right. the courthouse, is terrible. In fact, one of the biggest refrains that you will hear over and over and over is, uh, well, you know, Chris Daniel would answer the phone. Chris Daniel, I could call his personal <laughs> cell phone. Chris Daniel would answer his email even when he was on vacation. Chris Daniel would have this solved in a matter of hours. How come I can't get a hold of anybody? And then finally, one of the chiefs of staff went said, okay, that's it. I'll be the Chris Daniel. You give him my cell phone. And even that didn't work. So, yes, it's a, a, a hat that I'm very willing to wear for the next uh, four years to basically restore order and then be able to do a proper handoff because uh, you have this phenomena where if you have something that's doing really, really, really well, it's uh, you could say it's in a state of power. Uh, if the next person just steps in the boots of the person that was doing well, it tends to go okay. But if their first action is to fire over 60 employees on day one and then just reroute all the communication lines and just make a mess of everything, of course you're driving a Cadillac right off the cliff. And you're going to have How, this crash of everything that's been going well. Was there an opportunity to do that handoff with her or she wasn't receptive? 
we tried to do a handoff with her. In fact, we thought we were doing a seamless transition only to find out that she had her own agenda, uh, that her two chiefs of staff that, that she brought in had their own agenda as well because they were former employees with an ax to grind. Yeah. And on day one, they let 60 people go. Within three months, they had to let go over 80 people. And it got so bad that they had to try to beg to have some of those people come back because they had cut too deep and they really didn't know that they had lost all this institutional knowledge and couldn't perform the basic duties anymore. Is she running to re-election? Is she running against you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the irony is, is that she, her way of painting it is, it's the difference between CNN and Fox News. All my friends are telling me how wonderful I am. And if you listen to Mr. Daniel, you hear how awful it is. And so my response to that is uh, step outside of the echo chamber and look at what people are actually saying on social media, on your own website, at your own forums for attorneys. She has these regular events where she invites the attorneys to come in. And this is how it plays out. Okay. Oh, welcome to the, uh, uh, uh to the uh, uh, group study, uh, here's a donut and or here's a bagel. Isn't this wonderful that we're having this group study? And the attorney comes in and goes, well, here's the problem I'm having. You've created a problem on the website that was already working. Now it's not working. Yes, we're aware of that problem and we will get to it eventually. Isn't this wonderful that you're having a bagel with us? <laughs> and it's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> You've alter is the entire purpose of these focus groups. That's the word I was looking for. Focus right. Groups. So they're altering. Yeah. Just, yeah. For those that don't know that language, I mean, yeah, they're like altering what it, what it is supposed to right, be. Um, right. Good. Now, so how do you campaign for something like this? Like, do you go door to door? Do you put out the signs and ads and all that? Or you have a team or what's? We have a team. Uh, we do do uh, door knocking. We do digital ads. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're all over digital. Uh, we have giant four by eight signs that are across town. I even have this trailer that I built yeah. with a giant sign of mine that we dr drag around the car as we're on the freeway. The problem with Harris County and Houston is we are knocking on the door of the third to second largest city in the United States. Yeah. When I lost in 2018, I still had more votes than the winner for governor of the state of Utah, just to put it in perspective yeah. here. Yeah. And so how do you touch that many people? Well, a lot of it has to do with the whole team. If you run as an individual, you not going to be that successful. But if you run as a team with yeah. the rest of the judges, with law enforcement, with the governor, the lieutenant governor, the state reps, everybody that's on the ticket, we have over 80 candidates on the ticket. Okay. It's a long ballot. Uh, when you run as a good team, then you'll get the voter in the habit of saying, okay, uh, this guy's doing a good job. This guy's doing a good job. I've heard of this guy. This guy needs to come back. And that pattern starts to yeah. play out so that we can all win on what is essentially a wave. So it's like an alliance, like you're all like promoting each other. Bingo. So it all, all, together. all boats pull the same direction. Okay. Does, and I guess, you know, do, does national politics really like ever influence how this yes. stuff goes? Oh, it does. Even if it's it just does. like your County. No, I'll give you an example. Uh, so for example, uh, the pro-life movement, the abortion movement, uh, whichever side of the fence you're on on, on that yeah. has nothing to do with the district clerk's office. I have no <laughs> power over that whatsoever. And yet you will have people that say, oh, he's Republican. Therefore, he must stand for or he must be against or 
what have you. Right. And unfortunately, we were five points ahead or more before the Supreme Court came down and ruled on uh, abortion. And right. when that happened in June or July of this year, right. it suddenly flipped 10 points the other way. As things have finally calmed down, people have realized that this was not as sweeping of a ruling as they thought it was. It was more of a let's return to the states, their the state's right to decide this issue. Right. Um, and so that has calmed down a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Guns are still a big issue. Uh, Uvalde, the way that that was handled is right. a big issue. Uh, but you will see that as common sense starts to come back into the conversation and less of the rah, 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 rah rhetoric of the media that right. people are then saying, okay, is this an issue that the district clerk's office can handle? No. Okay. Let's put that aside. Is this an issue that the district clerk's office can handle? Yes. Well, who did a better job or who didn't do the job at all? And that's becoming a better conversation with the candidates as we move forward. Okay. Cause we usually hear like with national, it's like, but your economy, abortion, gun rights, crime, price of food and gas. What are the district clerks really relevant bullet points that would be, yeah, what would you guys say? Crime is the one of those five that we can have an influence over. And okay. again, it's, it's almost by an act of omission. If the clerk doesn't do their job, you really feel it. When the clerk performs and performs adequately, it doesn't even have to be doing a great job, just an adequate job. Mm -hmm. Things still work and move at the courthouse. Mm -hmm. But when they don't, or there's a true failure or a true upset of uh, the duties and so forth, yeah, crimes <laughs> is a gross consequence of that. And people are really, really, really feeling that. That's the number one issue by a mile that are on the top, the top of mind of voters in at least Houston or Harris County is crime. Second is the inflation. And then all the other issues are distant third, fourth, and fifth. Okay. Because I know in California, like a lot of people complain there's a smash and grab. Like you yeah. can just like go and steal anything up to $900 wherever. Like no big deal. And, you know, I think we they've recalled the San Francisco district attorney. Um, the L.A., had, we thought we had enough, but there I guess there were like a lot of duplicates or missed poor registrations or they're still sifting through that. Right. They turned in like a like 160,000 signature surplus, but it still was they got screwed on probably just trusting the the service they they paid for to get them the signatures. Um, but do you guys, so are you running into in Harris County? Is it just like, you're not, um, the, the, the penalties aren't strict enough. You're letting the, the bars been set too low or what's happening. Two issues. One yeah. is there is a similar, but not the same catch and release program. And okay. that catch and release program is okay. Well, you're not a violent offender because you broke into someone's car without a weapon on you. Uh, right. so therefore we're going to let you out on a low or cheapo or even a, no bond, but a personal recognizance bond where we let you out based on your word that you promise, you promise <laughs> to come back. Uh, uh, so that has been happening with the lesser offenses. And those criminals know that because the clerk hadn't done their job because of COVID, because of a pre-existing backlog from Hurricane Harvey, uh, that with over 130,000 cases still waiting to be heard, 
on just the criminal side, um, <laughs> that the likelihood of them getting to their case for smash and grabbing is very low. It's probably going to be four years or more before they get oh, to God. that case. So they're already out back on bond. So they're going to go smash something else because they got to now pay for the bondsman and the attorney for the first case. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. It sucks. And it's, it's something that needs to be addressed by having an efficient system that actually works. Cause isn't that a universal thing? Like say you, you know, file a lawsuit or take something to trial. Like there's always that, that law backlog of a year or so, or what, you know, it depends where, but how would that ever potentially be shortened? Like, would there ever be a way to get it like, Oh man, now I got to have a trial tomorrow or like in a month instead of like, I have to wait, you know, a year for, for something to get rolling on this. Cause I feel like suing someone as yeah. much as you'd want the money, the idea of like winning a lawsuit, I feel like you're just sticking yourself in a, in a holding pattern and this like screwing your, it's not even worth whatever ends up happening. You were absolutely right. I just uh, settled a case for a lady. I'm an attorney. I just settled yeah. a case for a lady who was smashed on her passenger side door by a guy that was texting while driving in a heavy work truck. And yeah, that heavy work truck was going probably 50 miles an hour. I mean, she's lucky to be alive and yeah. we settled that case for a lot of money, but it took four years to settle. And the reason why it took so long is because there weren't any juries available to try the case. Every time right. we got close to trial, because it was a jury trial, the district clerk hadn't done their job to adequately summon enough people for jury duty. And we had to keep resetting. And so each reset means that we have to then reschedule all the experts and the witnesses and the court reporter and everybody else. And that takes money as well. So this case that could have been a very cheaply settled half a million dollar case quickly became a case in controversy between two to four million dollars. And this also adds to the cost of doing business for the business owners, for the attorneys, for the justice system and for the victims. Right. Right. So then like, even if say someone wins a lawsuit, like, is there even like a guarantee they're ever going to get paid for that? Or is it just like a ruling or. Well, if that, they win the lawsuit and they didn't settle it, then they now have to run the risk of a court of appeals and the court of appeals is less backed up than the district right. courts, but right. that's still a process too. Then what, and what settling something usually, I guess you get, we get paid right away. Or through a payment plan that's agreed to. Plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. But the money's there, and right, uh, right. that's how you get those advertisements. If you need cash now, where <laughs> they, they buy that payment plan and say, here's a lump sum right now. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. Um, do, you, do you think there's ever going to be a way to like for people like to see past party lines, or is it always just going to be like one, one column or the other column? We is it just kind of hard because of the leadership or – it, it's the primary system that has to be reformed in Texas, it, but it's a problem across the United States for various reasons. In Texas, yeah. it's the primary system. We came very close to getting past those lines. In 2018, both the county administrator, known as the county judge, a bad yeah. title, and the district clerk, the court clerk of the courts, uh, yeah. were heavily endorsed by both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans, even yeah. though you ran as a Republican. I had unions endorsing me and more. And wow. that crossover support was leading towards this middle of the road, let's get the job done and worry about the fringe ideas later. Yeah. But let's get the job done first mentality. Yeah. And unfortunately, after 2018, it went right back to I'm in this camp, you're in that camp, 
I'm the good guy, you're the bad guy, and that stinks because it's bad public policy and it's bad for everybody. Wow. Uh, this is super interesting. Um, I guess, I mean, where, where do you see, how do you, do you, can you get a feel already, like with how the campaign is going versus the other, the incumbent? Like, do you, do you have polling for, for what your race is or? We have polling for the first crossed, race you know? down ballot. And that first race down ballot is the county administrator, also known as the county judge. Uh, we have a, a former veteran from Harvard with both a JD and MBA named Alex Mueller. That's uh, the tip of the spear, if you will. And then I'm more of like the caboose or the rear guard, depending on your analogy. And uh, that campaign has heavy polling in it, and it shows that it is 50-50 or neck and neck. And again, the number one issue is crime. The Democrats had four years to figure out how to handle this problem. And the stats, are, it's staggering. I could show you these graphs where you can see that crime was kind of going up and down, kind of roller coastering between 2014 and 2018. As soon as 2019 happened, when the Democrats had won every single office, it just went exponential. It went into affluence the wrong way, where yeah. crime just went out of control. The number of murders went out of control. We are have now surpassed Chicago a number of annual murders in the city of Houston and Harris County. Jesus. That's how bad it is. And it's like, well, why isn't that making national news? I don't know. I'm, I guess because the Democrats are in charge or, or the Texans are really bad. So maybe people are upset <laughs> about that. Well, you know, my Astros <laughs> are doing great. They just won the, Oh yeah. Uh, go Astros baby. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if the, <laughs> the Yankees get their act together. We'll see if you guys can do some damage and, not bang on some garbage cans and get tipped <laughs> off. You know, cool. we were vindicated by that because uh, <laughs> Boston's uh, unclean hands came out. Yankees unclean hands came out. Sure. And even LA's unclean hands came out. And finally everybody said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the Astros alone. Those poor Astros. Sure. Um, is there like social media for where your campaigns are anywhere? Or oh, absolutely. Just, uh, yeah. www.chrisdaniel.org is the website. Uh, the right. at symbol, Daniel, number four clerk for Instagram, uh, uh, Twitter, and for Facebook. And uh, we are also on YouTube for the same. And uh, it's it's exciting to get the use of that new technology. Hell, we even have a TikTok page. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the beauty of all those platforms is if one gets suppressed one way or the other, then mm. you can just keep pushing on the next one. And if that one gets suppressed or throttled back, is what the Republicans are saying, then you can go on to the next one. And uh, my favorite example was I had a video uh, that I was just basically saying, hey, come get these signs, tired of crime, vote Republican judges. And right. Facebook had a little bit of views. Twitter had a little bit more views. YouTube had no views. And then I put it on TikTok and it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you, do you, um, this is a random question. Have you ever run across like other Chris, Chris Daniels? Yes. Uh, okay. In fact, uh, I met a Chris Daniel uh, that lived near my sister in L.A. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I met uh, <laughs> in Houston, there's over 36 Chris Daniels. So when I have to renew my uh, court access badge, they always yeah. ask me, are you the one that's suing the county yeah. over so and so? And go, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have an A. Oh, he has an A too. Okay, I'm Anthony. Oh, he's Andrew. Okay. 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 
So I, yeah, because I, I think it'd be fun to have like I'm Christopher Daniels and I support Chris Daniels. Like you could have like a whole Chris Daniels like team. That'd be very kind of well, funny. It, it gets even worse because okay. the natural tendency is to put an S at the end of my name. Right, because there's a wrestler no Christopher Chris Daniels. Yes, no, and, but yep. Yep, but also I blame my famous Uncle Jack, and everybody just assumes that his name was Jack Daniels, and it's not. It's <laughs> Jack Daniel, apostrophe S, but you're always too drunk to read the bottle. Oh. So, <laughs> a true story, I am actually related to Jasper Jack Daniel. Uh, he came from the Tennessee branch of the Daniel family, and uh, he had 16 brothers and sisters or something like that, and we're just... Related to Jack Daniel, the actual Jack Daniel. of Because what does it say? Let me read the bottle. It says Jack, oh, apostrophe S. Apostrophe S. So you're Nobody related to it. that. <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a non-alcoholic Jack Daniel line coming out soon, but probably not. <laughs> uh, the family sold it a long uh, time ago. Oh, but, good. But. Okay. Well, they're doing good. Well, yeah, you want to keep the courts away from Jack Daniels anyway, so... That's but good. that confusion, I mean, I went ahead and bought the variations of my name or registered variations of my name so that if somebody were to accidentally do this, then they can get on to that and yeah. reroute it. It's it's just the natural tendency. All right. Well, a comedian in me would like to see like you get six or seven other Chris Daniels together and then be like, do a campaign commercial for you. <laughs> we Like we support Chris Daniel. I'm Chris Daniel and I support Chris Daniel. And then I you walk that in, idea. and you walk in from the side, and you're like, yeah. "Vote with your heart and with your name." This. this <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, I so actually. Uh, uh, there was a lady that had the identical name of my opponent, and I went to her house because she was hosting a fundraiser for another candidate, yeah. and I got her support because I just thought it would be funny to <laughs> be able to say that. My opponent is supporting me. <laughs> wow! Did that? Did that get some traction? Did they see people like like the goof? Yeah, they did. I mean, yeah. look, I'm young enough to where I can get away with it because I still have that uh, yeah. youth mentality, even though I'm now 40 years old. Um, oh, wow! But at the same time, it, it it was it's ways of thinking outside the box, and when you can break through the machinery, uh, that social machinery and get somebody to, to say, wait, what's that? Then you've at least got them listening. You may not have yeah. won their vote, but you've at least got them listening. Nice. All right. Well, I'm very intrigued to see how this turns out for you. Uh, I think, I think election day, we'll learn a lot of things across the entire country. So, uh, should, it should be interesting. And, well, Evan, uh, I had a question for you. Oh shit! Were, yeah, go were ahead. you able to find this old video of worse than Vietnam? I I don't have it. If you no. guys don't know, there's Reckless Tortuga is the group that does this. Yep. Um, let me see Evan. if I can find it. I don't. It was I, I mean, iteration of Reckless Eric Tortuga. Pumphrey does stuff. Lindsay uh, Bartleson. Lindsay Bartleson. Yeah, and these yep. were. Some of these are recent and some of these are just like far away, but um, yep. yeah, here, I'll, sh I'll show you guys what we're talking about here. Boom, boom. I guess the Reckless Tortuga people are like this. So here's, I guess yeah. they're doing like they're gamers and they do creative yep. and yep. all kinds yep. of stuff. But yeah, yeah. They so, had a MySpace page when I was first running for Lone Star College. Because okay. I, uh, Facebook was restricted to college. You had to have a dot. <laughs> in order to be 
on uh, Facebook. And so, right. therefore, MySpace was wide open. I was promoting through MySpace. Yeah. And so I hooked up with Eric and Lindsay and their their new page, and they were promoting these funny skits and funny songs. And uh, that's where I first found it was on MySpace. My my wife would probably have it tucked away. Basically, worse than Vietnam was just like a music video about. Yep. Um, I guess it's a, an elevator pitch would be like a bunch of of young like teenage girls uh, lamenting about life and saying it's worse than Vietnam. Right. <laughs> then they. With a melody, and with a melody. Job. There, there were other songs in that whole like Genre. collective, but uh, yeah, the worst, the worst in Vietnam had had some great parts on. I mean, it definitely it popped the crowd. It started the whole Reckless Tortuga movement because that's how you had uh, Tommy Savage and all these other guys come in and do these amazing skit videos that I was an early fan of and just yeah. kept following the crowd because these are guys I grew up with. I went to school with Eric. Uh, I hung out with Tommy since he was a elementary school, even right. though he lived in New York. And uh, we'd meet all the time in Florida. And it was just uh, such a small group of guys that were doing these really cool outside the box ideas. And so it was yeah. kind of inspiration for me on the political side. Let's see what we can do that's outside the box. Yeah. Okay, how about we have a boxer show up to jury duty and then do a mini boxing match just for kicks to entertain <laughs> people while they're waiting to be sat for jury duty? Okay. <laughs> Like why? Well, why not? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I mean they're around. They're still doing their thing. So yeah. I'm sure they'll appreciate the plug. The official the official sketch comedy group of the Chris Daniel campaign. So there we go. All right. Awesome. So yeah, I want to see how this goes, and uh, and we will we will get the word out. Very well, soon. it's uh, November 8th, and uh, if you're really, 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 really interested, you can go to harrisvotes.org to follow the election results on election night. They're mm -hmm. going to roll out the results in two stages. Early voting will be released at approximately 7.01, and so we'll know how early voting kind of went, and we'll have a trend to follow to see if we're in the hunt or not going into the night. Yeah. Um, historically, the Democrats have not done a great job of returning election results timely so it may be the next couple of days before we find out who the winner is but we'll have at least an idea of where it's going yeah. based on early voting yeah i guess it all depends on the mules mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, what the, a horrible thing to worry about <laughs> you know uh, elephants have a long memory this we'll go with okay. that okay all right sounds good and uh yeah well thank, thanks for hitting me up and we're gonna We'll see I happens. love it. I love right. it. Evan, keep up the good work, man. All right, I will. All right, want to thank Chris Daniel for coming on the podcast. Get out there and vote, Texas. There's a dude out there that wants to be your district clerk again. There's not a lot of people that are have their heart and mind set on this and know how to do the job well. But this man is district clerk incarnate. Support him. Uh, and you can support us by going to patreon.com slash funny Evan. And of course, uh, follow, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Social media at awkward with Evan. Uh, see you later. Stay awkward. Uh, Cause you know, I will. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.